Welcome back to the Sports News Podcast, where we talk about all your favorite sports and cover all your favorite news along all the leagues in uh, the world, obviously, covering all the sports. So why not get straight into it and let's hop into it. I know it's been a while, but we are back and we are going to strictly only be covering one topic today, and that is NHL free agency. I know we missed the draft. I know I had I had did have plans of making draft coverage, but unfortunately I was working and unfortunately when I work I, I have no time to do other things like this and obviously came at a really bad time. Now I'd like to get right into it and we're going to talk about it really quick. I'd also like to mention if you haven't you're not if you haven't or you already are following my Instagram page, you would have known that we are no longer posting on Instagram. It, you have decided to step down effective immediately. There will still be news stories coming up on our website. Uh, that The link is in the bio on our Instagram. And you can go ahead and follow us on Twitter at Sports and, uh, SportsNews298. That's where you will see most of your new, top-notch news and your favorite team's news. So make sure to go check it out over there on Twitter. Unfortunately, we have decided to step down effective immediately, and that's just for the few, just for the better. And we will be start. We have started another page. It will be strictly about Winnipeg Jets content. So if you're looking to find out about us or find out more, uh, go ahead and look at our uh, look up Jets and WS today. We're gonna go ahead and get straight into it. But without further ado, thank you for listening, and let's get straight into it. Okay, now getting into it after the intro there, I want to talk about the NHL free agency. Now, obviously, NHL free agency opened up last Wednesday, and we saw a significant amount of signings, a lot of players moving, and a lot of big developments happening within the NHL the NHL free agency period opening up. Now, obviously, there's some teams that have actually over overcome their, uh, their shyness and became more open and vocal about what they wanted to do in this upcoming offseason. And there's been a lot of trades and a lot of signs that obviously lead to clear signs of some new and upcoming things. So I want to talk about it first, and I want to talk about the Toronto Maple Leafs as being one of the teams that have come up in this uh, come up this offseason, obviously losing some players, but also re-signing some depth players and bringing in some new talent that they could use this upcoming season. Now I want to talk about the biggest loss for the, the Toronto Maple Leafs this offseason has been the loss of Jack Campbell signing with the... Uh, Edmonton Oilers on a five-year, $25 million contract. Now, this is the big... That was the biggest loss for the Toronto Maple Leafs as they knew that they weren't able to keep... Uh keep Jack Campbell because they weren't willing to offer the price that he had on the table and again it's a lot for some person but again it's they can only do with what they can do right so it's automatically just a, it's got to do um, they got to do what they can and if they can't do what they can then you know you just have to go with it so unfortunately they had to let go of Jack Campbell but don't right after the uh, free agency opened they did break up a new contract with Ilya Samsonov a former Washington Capitals netminder who signed a one year 1.8 million dollar contract with the Toronto Maple Leafs on July 13th 2022 that deal started uh, started a big one for them and that was the biggest start that they had they also went on later on in that day they also signed Nicholas Abul Kabul or uh, Abba Cabell, who also just won the Stanley Cup with the Colorado Avalanche. He signed a one-year, $1 million contract with the Toronto Maple Leafs to join their fourth line. They needed the depth at the fourth line after losing Ilya Mikheyev to the Vancouver Canucks. Now, that was a big a big up-and-coming signing for uh, Kubel, who just came off the Stanley Cup win and is looking to start a new life in Toronto. This is going to be a great upcoming season for the Leafs. They're going to have a nice fourth line and signing in a fourth-line center. Uh, their fourth guy for the center line on the fourth in, in the fourth line is obviously Adam Gaudet. Now, Adam Gaudet is a really good fourth line forward who's, uh, who was uh, doing terrific last season. A great uh, asset to have as their uh, as a depth player, obviously looking for uh, looking forward into the future. He's definitely going to be useful for the Toronto Maple Leafs and only snagging him for a, a one-year contract worth 750000 Again, the Leafs are trying to do as much as they can with with the cap space that they do have. And again, they signed him to a one-year 750000 so not bad. A good signing overall. That day was three signings, three major signings for them, and relatively good. About 2.8 mil, and then an extra about three million spent so far through the first day, or first yeah, through the first day. 
and that led into the night as well. The next day, they went on to sign two more players. They signed Jordy Ben, who has spent uh, the previous season with the Vancouver Canucks and had been a little bit of a depth player for them as well when they had injuries and whatnot. He stepped up in a big way and came into Toronto. He came to Toronto in this way. Uh, this way, they now have their play, their uh, depth defenseman. They also signed a uh, former Ottawa Senator and uh, Montreal Canadian Victor Mente to a one-year seven hundred fifty thousand. I just want to note that Jordy Ben was also on a one-year seven hundred fifty thousand dollar contract as well. And the latest signing that happened yesterday, um, yesterday evening, Kyle Dubas had agreed to a four-year contract with Cali Yarncroke, who had spent the uh, part of the season with the Calgary Flames. Uh, the second half of the season with the Calgary Flames going into the postseason and then spent the previous uh the start of the season with the Seattle Kraken until about the trade deadline and then was acquired at trade deadline from the Seattle Kraken and he was acquired by the the Calgary Flames now one of those teams I wanted to talk about was the Toronto Maple Leafs now another team I really want to go after really 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 quick and get right into is the team that had a really a rough year after having having almost uh, almost having the best saying that they were going to be the best team um, coming out of it after signing signing a lot of players a few years uh, two years ago and also drafting uh, Tim Stutzla in the draft the Ottawa Senators have come back from that and they have locked up a few players now Anton Forsberg, who was their goalie coming up into the season, had played phenomenal and deserved an extension. So they gave him a 2.25 cap hit uh, for three years. Now this is, again, one of the best things for them. And then going into free agency, they signed one of the biggest names and one of the biggest players going at the deadline was Claude Giroux. He signed a three-year contract with them for $20 million or 19.5 and a half. And then they re-signed Josh Norris. And they also wanted, I wanted to make it very clear that they also made a trade during this week, um, they are during the week of the free agency period on t- uh, July 13th when open, the free agency open. They did make a make a trade to the Washington Capitals. They acquired the second round pick in 2024, uh, and the Washington Capitals acquired forward Connor Brown after being placed on uh, or after being played. Uh, being after just again just a, a former pick relieving some cap space that give them a little bit of room, wiggle room for some more signings or something going forward now the Vegas Golden Knights had made some moves as well they did, had they've been in a little bit of a cap crunch obviously due to Jack Eichel coming in a blockbuster trade earlier this season or earlier last season we had seen Jack Eichel be traded from the Buffalo Sabres to the Vegas Golden Knights which caused a lot of cap controversy and a lot of people weren't ups- were very upset with the fact that they were able to get away with it and now they have freed up a little bit of cap space by uh, by trading Max Pacioretty to the Carolina Hurricanes that will Max Pacioretty will step into the lineup where they need it after losing Vincent Trocheck uh, in free agency that that was a big loss for Carolina as they looked to have their second line forward be there and now they have Max Pacioretty who will step up in a big way and still got a little bit of time on his contract and still producing at his rate at his age. Now they also acquired a, a depth defenseman Dylan Coughlin who is also a young, a, a young stud who's got a lot of time to develop and still very uh, still developing into a very young, uh, young defenseman who's actually been pretty well in the minor system. Obviously playing for the Vegas Golden Knights. He knows how it is and he, again, the farm team for the Vegas Golden Knights Henderson Silver uh, Silver Knights they have had a terrific uh, upbringing of prospects and again, yes, I have no doubt in my mind that Dylan Coughlin will be part of this team coming in the 2022 season whether it be uh, only stints with the team or if it be with the full-time team. Who knows? We'll see coming up this season. I also wanted to talk about this other big blockbuster trade or big block trade that happened over the week uh, as well. We've seen a big huge thing uh, come from the Carolina Hurricanes as well, bringing in another defenseman after deciding to go with a different type of way here. They acquire right-hander Brent Burns from the San Jose Sharks in exchange for uh, Steven Lorenz, Etu Mekinemi, or Mekinemi, and a third round pick in 2023. The Sharks would retain 33% of that contract of Brent Burns. That also relieves them of cap as well. And the Carolina Hurricanes acquire a top a top of the line defenseman who will play with uh, 
who will play at the top with Jacob Slavin hopefully this coming season. They also acquired Lane Pedersen in this trade as well. And then we had another trade from Boston also trading away Eric Kala, who is on his final year of his two-year contract with the, the uh, what was with the Boston Bruins, but is now with the Devils. Pavel Zaka is hopefully to sign a, a contract extension with the Boston Bruins, and this is going to be a wonderful year. And then we have another thing going here. Ottawa did acquire a new a new good def, a new goalie after trading away Matt Murray to the Toronto Maple Leafs, which Toronto Maple Leafs came out to steal. They had traded their their pick. They had also traded. Uh, they traded two picks away, so the Toronto Maple Leafs ended up walking away with Matt Murray, a 2023 third-round pick, and a seventh-round pick in 2024. The Ottawa Senators took the future considerations. Now, the Vegas Golden Knights did make a trade for uh, make a trade to the Toronto Maple Leafs. They decided to trade up in the draft or trade down in the draft, going uh, or trade trade up in the draft to go to the, from the 79th pick to the 95th. Um, the fifth round pick number 135th overall now trades that we saw during the um during um the draft that we did see we did see a huge one and one of the big blockbuster ones that everybody's seen was the uh day before the draft or the day of the draft alex georgiev was traded from the new york rangers to the colorado avalanche where they ended up replacing darcy kemper who signed in free agency with the washington capitals on a five-year deal worth 25.26 uh, million dollars so that was a that was a good thing and then it, shortly after re-signed him to a three-year contract worth i think 6.1 million so that was a good signing and a good acquire uh, acquisition for uh, Joe Sakic and the Colorado Avalanche. So that was a great app, uh, great asset to go up, giving up a fifth, a third, and a third for next year. Not bad. And then we're going to talk about the big blockbuster trade that happened at the deadline or at this draft. Now, obviously, going into the draft, there was a lot of talk about players being moved, players going somewhere, and one of the biggest names coming up and go actually yeah, even at the deadline, and one of the biggest players named. Um, was the huge trade accusation this past season was Alex DeBrinkett. Alex DeBrinkett was acquired by the Ottawa Senators. This is a big-ass move for a team like this that are looking to st- steady and build up their team, and this team is going to look fi- uh, look ferocious with Alex DeBrinkett on their team. Now, looking at it, Alex DeBrinkett, Claude Drew, having Josh Norris, and having Tim Stutzla together, this team is looking pretty st- pretty stellar and pretty scary. The, the Chicago Blackhawks acquired the number 7th pick, the second round pick and also the third round pick for 2024 in this trade and then the Montreal Canadiens had acquired Kirby Dosh uh, as well in a three team trade again with the New York Islanders and also with the Chicago Blackhawks now Kirby Dosh was acquired by Montreal the Montreal Canadiens had traded Alexander, Alexander Romanov a former defenseman for the Cabs who struggled at the major league or at the majors and has struggled really bad so they're going to trade him off to the New York Islanders for a fourth round pick this pick was the 98th pick overall in the 2022 NHL draft. And the, again, the Chicago Blackhawks had acquired the number 13th pick and the number 66th pick in this draft. That was one of the biggest trades going on was the Alex DeBrinkett thing. A lot of people were surprised. A lot of people were actually stunned that Ottawa made it happen, but they did. They went for it, and they got it. They got what they wanted, and now the rebuild pieces are there. They're going to start trying to make their way around it. They got Drake Batherson, not to mention a player that they, you want to watch out for next year as well. Again, we're going to go look at the second trade that happened that was also uh, was all turned into a contract extension signing. Steve Yzerman had made a, a, a trade with the St. Louis Blues, acquiring Billy Huso from the from the St. Louis Blues in exchange for the 73rd pick in the 2022 draft, where they ended up getting uh, a decent a decent forward. Um, Vitus Vancic also was traded as well for two picks in the draft as well. And then we had Tony D'Angelo be traded as well. Now, one of the biggest things is the Ottawa Senators also have placed a new goalie, trading up uh, prospect Philip Gustafson to the Minnesota Wilds in exchange for Cam Talbot. Now, I want to talk about Cam Talbot really quickly because there's a lot going there that I really want to talk about just because it, there's a lot of stunning news about it and what happened exactly in Minnesota. 
Minnesota. Now, obviously, Marc-Andre Fleury did re-sign a two-year contract with the Minnesota Wild, and there was a lot of debate whether he, Cam Talbot would remain starting the starting goaltender for the Minnesota Wilds going into this upcoming season. Now, there's a lot of question marks. Cam Talbot was very unhappy. His agent had talked down with Bill Guerin, and Bill Guerin could not guarantee and said that Cam Talbot's remarks against being uh, about being um, the backup goaltender was not was in that that as the definition would say as insanity or also uh, unremarkable. Now this trade obviously had some meaning to it. They acquired Philip Gustafson, who's been a career minor leaguer at the AHL level for the Belleville Senators. Obviously he played had a few stints at the majors at the NHL level, but unfortunately it was uh, was brutally pummeled with goals and honestly didn't have a chance at the major league level with the Ottawa Senators with Anton Forsberg being uh, on fire all season long. Now that was the last trade that happened there that we've already discussed. We're going to go back to the talking of the signings and I want to talk about one other team that's also made a huge splash in uh, free agency. Now like I said before the Washington Capitals had signed Darcy Kemper, former uh, Colorado Avalanche and Stanley Cup recipient. He had also signed a five-year contract worth of $25 million, just like Jack Campbell did with the Oilers. And then the Capitals went out the other day and signed Dylan Strom to a one-year $3.5 million contract. This was a big one for them and a really great deal, obviously, for a great forward. Who knows what he's got to do. Now, going forward... Oh, also, to, we're going to talk about Rudolph Belsers was bought out as well before the uh, at the end of the buyout period, um, and was bought and then re-signed or signed a deal with the Florida Panthers. The caps uh, cap hit is unidentified at the moment, but we will figure it out later. We also had seen uh, Andre Pilat former uh, former Tampa Bay Lightning. Now, there's a lot of speculations whether Andre Palat would re- return to the Tampa Bay Lightning for year five, or he would go on to a next chapter in his life, and he had made the choice to go to the next chapter. He had signed a five-year contract with the New Jersey Devils. Now, this deal was a big one um, just because of the fact of where he's going. His contract is five years at $6 million. That's about $30 million over five years. So congratulations to Andre Pilat in his career. And again, congratulations on your new home. Hope you like it in New Jersey. Now we're going to talk about a few other team, other contract extensions slash signings. And then we're going to go and talk about a little bit more about the draft and some steals of the draft. Now I want to talk about Nikki. Now the Calgary Flames had made a big loss in this upcoming free agency period. Now the, obviously the one biggest thing and the biggest headline coming into this this free agency. What were the, the Calgary Flames thinking in terms of re-signing Mr. Johnny Gaudreau? Now this was the biggest question mark and obviously this the deal uh, with Johnny Gaudreau. Obviously they made an offer. The Brit from Elliot Friedman's perspective the Calgary Flames had an 8 and 10 on the offer. They had an 8 uh, eight year contract worth 10 million or just shy of 10 million so about 9.5 and that was about the deal that they had with him and unfortunately they he had no uh, no comment or no response therefore leading him to go right to free agency. Now obviously he was in free agency uh, and he was taken out in uh, very quick fashion but we'll get to that deal when we get to it. But I want to talk about Nik- the Calgary Flames re-signing uh, defenseman uh, Nikita Zadorov to a two-year, $3.7 million, uh, annual average value of 3.7 for 7.5 in the next two years. Or next, yeah, next two years, sorry. Um, next, we're going to talk about Riley Smith. Had signed an extension as well. Uh, signed a three-year contract extension with the Vegas Golden Knights at a $5 million cap hit. And a $15 million full guaranteed deal. Uh, total length of $15 million for them. Um, again, we also had another big, huge, huge, huge signing. Ryan Strom had assigned a five-year deal with the, with the Anaheim Ducks, joining Trevor Zegras and Sam Steele and joining John Gibson in this deal as well. So going to play in Anaheim, and he signed a five-year, 5.5 5. 5 for $25 million guaranteed. 
Now we're going to go down to Andre Kasha, who signed a one-year, $1.5 million contract with the Carolina Hurricanes. Marcus Johansson also signed a one-year extension with the Washington Capitals. Going back with Martin Jones, had signed a one-year, $2 million contract with the um, Seattle Kraken. And then we go to the biggest the biggest signing, Johnny Goodrow, signing a seven-year contract worth $9.75 million equaling up to about 68, $68.2 million over the next seven years. Obviously, there was a lot of speculation that Johnny Goodrow might have signed with the... Uh, either they were going to say the New Jersey Devils because he's from New Jersey, or they were going to think that the uh, Philadelphia Flyers had something to do with it. And on in this case, uh, the general manager of the Columbus Blue Jackets had made it a very vocal point, saying that he wanted to bring in a big face to bring big uh, new things to this team and bringing them forward going going ahead to their future. Now bringing in Johnny Goodrow, that's going to bring in a really cool thing and a really cool uh, moment happened the other day. Uh, Cam Atkinson flew in from Philadelphia into Columbus and had awarded Johnny Goodrow number 13, which Cam Atkinson formerly wore when he was playing with the color or playing with the Columbus Blue Jackets. Now this is a very honorable moment, but again, Johnny Goodrow will be rocking number 13 for the Columbus Blue Jackets in the 2022/2023 season. So congratulations, Johnny, and enjoy in Columbus. We're gonna go ahead and talk about another another uh, huge signing. That happened as well. Justin Braun had did return or had returned to the Philadelphia Flyers on a 1.75 million dollar contract extend or contract uh, to return back there. Um, we also had a few other uh, signings as well. We had David Perron leaving the team, leaving the St. Louis Blues to sign a two-year contract with the Detroit Red Wings, and this deal was also a very big one for Steve Yzerman. There was also a few other deals that were linked to them as well. We'll talk about them in just a second. Now, going forward, the Detroit Red Wings had some more business to do that day. They had signed Dominic Kubalik to a two-year f- uh, 2.5 for an AAV of two, two, 2.5. We also seen... Um, a bit, another big one, Andre Bervikoski was also signed by the Seattle Kraken after leaving the Tampa or leaving the Colorado Avalanche after a, a, a terrific uh, postseason with the Avalanche, winning the Stanley Cup. You thought we would all thought that he was going to re-sign with them. Unfortunately, did not. He signed a five-year po- with a AAV of five point five million dollars over the next five years with the Seattle Kraken. So congratulations, on Andre. Good luck in Seattle. Ben Sherratt had also made a big... Uh, Steve Yzerman, I think, is the winner of this whole thing. He comes out winner, um, in my opinion, just because of the uh, the amount of signings he did, the amount of uh, work he did in the draft as well, and signing a lot of great... or drafting and signing and trading a lot of great... for a lot of great players, trading away some players that needed to be traded, and it's just all... ultimately rebuilding this team is going to be looking pretty scary. So I want to talk about the signing that they did sign. They had signed Mr. Ben Chirot, a former Panther and former uh, Montreal Canadian, to a four-year, 4.78 AV um, contract. Obviously, $19 million over four years, and this is a great deal for them, a really good deal. And then another forward to go on that top line with their, their rookie or second-year uh, defenseman Marit Sider. It's going to be a great duo, a dynamic duo on the front, first line, uh, defense dev pairing. I can't wait to see it this upcoming season. All right. And then Joe Sackett got back to work signing Arturi Lekkinen one more time to another five year con or signed him to a five year contract worth $22.5 million. Now, this was a big deal for the Colorado Avalanche and why I say it's a big deal is because Arturi Lekkinen was not just best one of the best players this coming postseason he had performed excellent since the uh, deadline which was two weeks prior to uh, pre uh, 
pre-April, so obviously looking forward to it. It was a pretty big deal. Lekkonen played a big role in the uh, Stanley Cup Finals, and he had a big uh, big opportunity to shine up in Colorado during this time and won his first Stanley Cup with the Colorado Avalanche this past season. So congratulations, Arturi. You, you definitely deserve it. Congratulations, and enjoy your time as a Colorado Avalanche. That deal was $22.5 million at five years, and again, will remain with the Colorado Avalanche for five more seasons. Eric Goodbranson being signed by the Columbus Blue Jackets. Again, a 16-year uh, or four-year four deal worth about $16 million. This was a great signing from the Columbus Blue Jackets general manager. Uh, making a big statement on what they need uh, to focus on this upcoming season. Another uh, big signing as well that came up in this uh, thing was another big prospect that we had to look at, former Leafs uh, forward. Mason Marchment was an absolutely stunning player coming into this season, putting up a lot of good numbers and actually finishing and putting up a really good number, enough to get him a good contract this offseason. And he will receive a big paycheck, and he's going to be receiving 4.5 over the next four years uh, with the uh, Dallas Stars as they sign him to a four-year $18 million contract. And then Darren Helm also uh, elected to stay back with the Colorado Avalanche on a one-year 1.25. Again, really good signings here. And then we saw some big uh, big signings here. So we're going to go in, ahead and talk about them. So Anthony Sorelli had signed an eight-year extension along with Eric Cernak and Mikhail, uh, Mikhail Sergachev. This was a big three contract extensions. So in combined for about uh, about 24 years, about 24 years for three players. Uh, Eric Cernak at 41, um, Anthony Sorelli for 50, and Mikhail Sergachev for 68. This was overall one of the best. The highest in this, uh, highest AAV in all three signings was Mr. Uh, Sergachev with an 8.5. Now, obviously, it's important to look at them. Um, obviously, looking at it, it's a huge thing. Um, and obviously looking at it, it's just huge, a big thing going on. And then Frank Vitrano, uh, Rangers forward, had signed a three-year contract with the Anaheim Ducks. Going to the Ducks on a ten uh, on a $10.95 million contract. Again, really good signing. Um, and it's a really unfortunate moment for the Rangers as he's a good fourth-line forward. Uh, we had another big signing. Ilya Mikheyev signed with the, the Vancouver Canucks on a four-year contract worth $4.75 million, worth 19 over the year, over four years. And again, big signing. The Leafs also lost uh, defenseman Ilya Labushkin. Um, this, now, this deal was a, an upsetting one to lose him after performing well and being traded at the deadline from the Arizona Coyotes to uh, the... Um, to the Toronto Maple Leafs, obviously. Now, going forward, Ilya Labushkin signed a two-year, $5.5 million contract with the Buffalo Sabres. And then we're going to go back to Steve Yeiserman here. Steve Yeiserman signs Andrew Kopp to a five-year contract. A former Jet, a former player of mine that I really enjoyed watching play in Winnipeg. Congratulations to Andrew. You deserve nothing but the best in your upcoming future with the Red Wings. Congratulations on the big signing. You deserve it. It was well-deserved. You signed a five-year, $28 million contract. Congratulations, Andrew. Good luck in Detroit. I also wanted to talk about Nick Letty resigning on a four-year, $16 million contract with the St. Louis Blues. We also had Vincent Trocek sign a seven-year contract worth $39 million with the New York Rangers. Now, that was a big signing. And again, like I said, Jack Campbell also signed two, going back a five-year, $25 million contract. And then the other one that was a very surprising one that actually ended up being um, the most uncommon one was the Evander Kane re-signing with the, the Edmonton Oilers. He took a little bit of a little bit of a pay cut in my opinion, signing a four-year, $5.1 million contract over 20 million 
$20.5 million over the next four years for Mr. Kane. Mr. Kane performed very well with the team and looking forward to his next upcoming future with this team and working alongside Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. So congratulations, Evander. Well-deserved, buddy. Can't wait to see you in, uh, in October. And then the one biggest thing before the free agency opened or eat 24 hours prior to it, we had a, an open deal conversation with the Pittsburgh Penguins, had agreed to terms with a Jenny Malkin, who did, who was set to hit free agency for the first time in his 10-year career or 17-year career. This man had come from all the way from the bottom and getting all the way up back up on the top. Now, obviously, according to reports, there was a lot of uh, high high emotions in this talk or in during negotiations in this deal. Obviously, Brian uh, Brian Burke had a lot to say about this uh, or yeah Brian Burke had a lot to say about it um, going forward again in this deal uh, Malkin had re- went in on Monday uh, last Monday to talk about the contract extension on how they could go forward and how that his pr- asking price and what he was willing to go for and again this deal almost didn't go through and according to um, reports Sidney Crosby had a major uh, major role in this re-signing of Evgeny Malkin and then again there was a lot of false statements going around saying that a lot of the team half the team had said that Evgeny Malkin was washed up and his time of playing was over um Again, and that really shaked up his morale going into this uh, negotiation with the Pittsburgh Penguins. But neither, nonetheless, they did get a deal done. It was a four-year contract worth 24.4 with a 6.1 million dollar cap hit. Now this was a big signing, and again, Malkin had a lot of emotions going in on Monday, according to uh, several reporters and uh, NHL insiders, that there was a lot of emotion on Monday, um, and it took him a night to take the cool off and realize like the the thing that was going on in a lot of the negotiations were upsetting for him because he wanted to he loves the Pittsburgh Penguins loves playing along with Sidney Crosby and Sidney Crosby had a major part in calming him down making sure that he returned to the Pittsburgh Penguins so it's a, it's good that he came he uh, Gino went home but it also means a lot for this uh, it would have meant a lot to go to free agency and I'm sure a lot of teams would have been hopping on Melkin when they had the chance now, Valeri Nushkinin was another player that I wanted to mention really quick because we all know how he did going into the postseason, how he was most rela- most relied on going into this uh, thing here. Now, I want to talk about uh, two other deals that happened over the last uh, little bit. On July 6th, or July, or sorry, July 7th, we had seen two major deals. Mark Andre Fleury returning back to the Minnesota Wilds on a two-year, $7 million contract. And then we also seen a re-signing of the Pittsburgh Penguins, re-signing Chris Letang to a six-year, $36.6 million contract. Now, another extension that made a big set, a lot of big sense, and was a lot a feared that he would enter free agency, and again probably most likely scooped up in free agency if not resigned that day was Philip Forsberg. He signed an eight-year contract extension worth uh, sixty-eight million dollars with an eight point five million dollar cap hit. That was a big deal for them. So they made uh, the Predators lock down their main four top uh, top center. Going into these upcoming se- this upcoming season, now I want to talk about go back to the Vlory Nushkinin. Now, if everybody knows, watching the po- the 2022 NHL playoffs and Stanley Cup Finals, we would have known that v- Valeri Nushkinin had a, had two multi-point games and was also he's also improved so much from his game years and years ago, where he was struggling at the NHL level and has become a more of a defensive player, but also being able to put up the points on the board that they need and. He very he showed it very much this past postseason, putting up a, 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 a abomination of uh, numbers. Again, putting up in the postseason, he was absolutely insane. The statistics in the postseason for Mr. Valery uh, Nushkinin: nine and six in fifteen points through twenty games in the postseason, uh, only racking up uh, eight penalty minutes throughout the 2022 playoffs. Again, Valery Nushkinen had a big part in this year, and it again was really, really good. And congratulations on him. Now, I also want to talk about one uh, those other deals that we were talking about just prior to this. I want to go back into it and talk about. Um, 
like to talk about the biggest deal uh, the biggest deal that I think are coming into my head that we need to talk about because it's the most important one um, was the re-signing of um, hold on a second sorry the longest re-signing again was the Josh Manson thing now Josh Manson wasn't expected to re-sign with the Colorado Avalanche there was uh, speculation that he wanted to return back to the Anaheim Ducks this this was a a huge development story when he signed a four-year contract in this deal with the Colorado Avalanche it was a deal worth 4.5 for the next four years 18 million dollars total and again what a great one. And then we also seen an extension from the Pittsburgh Penguins on Ricard Raquel, who is also an acquisition at the trade deadline from the Anaheim Ducks. Now, again, I want to talk about the NHL draft before we wrap up this coverage or this episode of the podcast. It's very important that we talk about it. The steals and a lot of things that happened over the course of this time. So we're going to get straight into the draft coverage next and wait for that. And we are back going on to the NHL draft and draft night. We are going to go over the first three rounds just in depth and conversation about what happened. And we're going to go through it at a little bit of a fast pace. But we're going to talk about a majority of the recaps. And we're going to recap your memory if you're not very familiar with who was signed, who who went where, what went what players went first, and obviously there was a big development at number one this year with the Montreal Canadiens selecting the first overall pick in their home city of the Bell Centre, and this was a big night for the Montreal Canadiens when they signed or when they selected this player. Now going in forward, the 2022 NHL entry draft began on Thursday, July 7th, and it resumed early Saturday or early Friday, Friday into Friday night. And concluded on Friday night. The teams had made their select their following selections come that night. And obviously one of the biggest things that one of the biggest players that was brought into this conversation or a lot of big players brought into the conversation here was um, where was Shane Wright going to be? Where was a lot of people thought that he was going to be the number one overall pick in this draft, and a lot of people were wrong um, coming into this one. And I think that uh, the Montreal Canadiens surprised a lot of people with signing or bringing in Yoroslav Slavovsky or Shlovsky, who also was the MVP in the Olympic uh, in the Olympics for Team Slovakia in the uh, past 2021 uh, Winter Olympics. He had played phenomenal hockey for them over there and had played for TPS Finland. Again, this kid is so young and has already signed an entry-level contract with the Montreal Canadiens. This contract that he had signed with the Montreal Canadiens is going to be a term and is pro is from what I see, uh, is a two total for three years. It's a cap hit of nine point five zero k, so nine hundred fifty thousand, and it's going to be a two point eight five guaranteed. So that is guaranteed his uh, rookie level contract. Now going forward, your Slavkovsky uh, went first. Sam, uh, Simon Nemec went second. Logan Cooley went third. And the Seattle Kraken picking fourth overall in the draft had selected the Kingston Frontenac's forward Shane Wright at number four. And Shane Wright was very, uh, very shocked when to find out when um, the Montreal Canadiens passed on him for Slavovsky, who had performed terrifically in the upcoming or the past uh, the past Olympics obviously that made a big uh, rise on his stocks his game is absolutely phenomenal he's a great forward and he's going to be a big huge crucial piece to the Montreal Canadiens future and he's going to play alongside the rookie the best rookie in my opinion robbed of the Calder last year the year before because of the coach would be Cole Caulfield this is going to be a really scary duo uh of Stolkovsky and um and Cole Caulfield are going to be really deadly duo. So be expected to watch them to go at it this season. I'm excited to see uh, how he goes. I'm excited to also see that uh, we also had a lot of different players drop in the rankings. And a lot of players that who were expected to go further. Um, 
had went later in the rounds. And obviously, going forward, we're going to talk about them. So, Samuel Nemec went uh, second. Logan Cooley went third. Shane Wright went fourth. Cutter Gauthier went uh, fifth to the... The... The New Jersey... Not New Jersey. The Philadelphia Flyers. David Urychek uh, had also been drafted by the Columbus Blue Jackets. And then we had a big deal as well. Um, the Kevin Kor- Korchinski, who uh, was acquired uh, part of that Alex DeBrinket deal from the Ottawa Senators. That was the seventh overall pick that they traded for Alex DeBrinket. Now, moving on to the next pick, the eighth pick in the draft, Marco Casper was selected by Steve Yzerman, the Detroit Red Wings general manager. And this one uh, was a very smart one, very underrated forward coming out of Rogel, Sweden. Um, again, one of the most underrated players I've seen in a while. I think that this kid is going to be something big in the upcoming future of this team. Again, working alongside such a great coaching staff and great development uh, to come up with the Grand Rapid team. Um, again, great kid. G- good luck in the majors. Good luck playing or competing. Um, again, competing for a spot on the majors. The Major League roster, again, we've seen the ninth pick of the Buffalo Sabres. They selected Matthew Savoy from the Winnipeg Ice uh, in the WHL. Then we saw the Anaheim Ducks picked uh, at 10, Pavel Mintyokov uh, from Saginaw Spirit. Then we also saw Connor Geeky, uh, again, another Winnipeg Ice teammate of Matthew Savoy. Um, also was acquired in the Sharks uh, trade for the 27th and 34th and 45th pick overall in the draft. Um, then we also saw at number 12, the Columbus Blue Jackets had signed or had selected, sorry, selected Denton Matechuk from the Moose Jaw, uh, Moose Jaw Warriors of the WHL. Again, that pick was a good one. That was the Columbus original pick for this upcoming draft. Um, moving forward, we had the draft pick, Frank Nazar, number 13th overall by the Chicago Blackhawks. This was originally owned to the Islanders before the Kirby Dodge trade. And then number 14, we had the Winnipeg Jets select Rugger McCourty um, from the U.S. Development uh, National Development uh, Program. Again, an underrated forward who was selected later in the round, uh, late in the uh Late in the near the fifteenth round or fifteenth overall pick, um, again wonderful forward who's got speed and agility and balance and also got a really offensive uh, mindset. So good looking uh, for going forward with the Winnipeg Jets and their team going forward. Now congratulations to him. We're gonna go on to the next pick. We had Jonathan Laramaki. Uh, from uh, Garden, Sweden. And then we had Noah Ostelin, uh was selected by Buffalo. Joachim Kamal was selected from JYP Finland uh, by the Predators. Uh, Liam Bichel from Lexen, Sweden was also selected. Uh, Liam Olgren was also selected from Jurgarden, um, Sweden. This pick was also part of the uh, Arvidsson or the Kevin Fiala trade. Um, and then we had the biggest player of them all, the Washington Capitals selected Ivan Miro Shininko. This player, obviously, the more um, interesting backstory, I'm going to explain it really quick me, for some people that may not know. Ivan uh, Miro Shininko was also um, battling with... Um, not Hodgkin's lymphoma this past off or this past year um, and had been declared cancer free just weeks before the draft. Obviously this had affected his um, affected his trade stock or his um, his draft stock significantly just on based on the risk of how much he could be used um, with the team's future, whatever team had selected him in the 2022 draft. Now, obviously, the Capitals did their research and having him fall to number 20th was probably a, uh, a blessing in disguise. Obviously, again, looking forward to it. Um, Marinashenko will look for a spot with this team again. And again, whether he can stay healthy is the most questionable thing uh, going forward. Now, obviously, we don't want to doubt, we don't want to make anything uh, different on or difficult on him. 
obviously we hope that he's get he stays uh, cancer free and again congratulations on a terrific fight Ivan you've made us all very proud thank you very much so going forward the Pittsburgh Penguins selected Owen Pickering with the 21st pick Nathan Gorchier was uh, selected by the Anaheim Ducks from the Boston Bruins um, yeah Jimmy Snyder rugged uh, selected by the Blues Daniela Yurog or Yurov was uh, selected by the Minnesota Wilds with 24th, around the 24. Uh, we also had Sam Rinsel selected from um, Chaska, the high MN, and he was selected with the f- uh, 25th pick overall. <clears throat> 26th pick in the draft, the Montreal Canadiens had selected Philip Massar from Slovakia, and then later in that round as well, we have. Uh, Philip Biestead, Yuri Kulich, Maverick Lemarek, uh, Lemaro, uh, Brad Lambert, Isaac Howard, and Reed Schaefer. Now, that was the fir- the conclusion of the first round. Going into the second round, we had some other p- underrated players that were were taken later um, that should have been taken earlier. But we're going to go ahead and talk about some former first round picks that were. Uh, actually expected to be first round picks and going forward so going forward in this draft we had a lot of uh there was a lot of talk on how um we would see paul lewinsky go up uh ludwinsky from the kingston frontenacs go up into the first round they were expecting him to be within the high 20s to mid 20 20s uh range and unfortunately he did not make it he made it in the second day of draft day which is round two. He had been selected at number 39 by the Chicago Blackhawks. The Leafs selected Fraser Minton. The Washington Capitals selected Ryan Chesley. And the Coyotes selected Artem Duda. Jaeger, uh, the Kraken selected Jaeger Furkus. And then the San Jose Sharks selected Cameron Lund. And then the Montreal Canadiens had selected Owen Beck with the first pick of the 20. 20- 22 uh, second round of the draft. We also have Dylan James, Topias Lennon, Noah Warren, Julian Lutz, Luca Del Bella Luce, Bella Luce, Matthias Havilid, Seamus or uh, yeah, Seamus Casey, Hunter Height, Matthias Sepaluyev, uh, Yanni Nyman, Christian Cairo, who's ja- uh, Jordan Cairo. And uh, Jordan Cairo and um, oh, I forgot the other brother's name, uh, but he's Jordan Cairo's younger brother. Um, Jack Hughes, uh, not the Jack Hughes and the Devils, another one actually, uh, the general manager of the um, of the Montreal Canadiens, if I'm not badly mistaken. Jack Hughes, um, pretty sure that's uh, Mike Hughes' son. Um, um, yeah, so I'm pretty sure that that was his dad, the Montreal Canadiens, uh, yeah, the Montreal Canadiens general manager, um, Kent Hughes, uh, that was his son, his son was selected in the second round from Northwestern, uh, from the LA Kings, so congratulations on that. Um, we also had uh, Dmitry Buchelnikov, we had Tristan Lunu, Matthew Portraez, Ilya Somelson, Riger Narenz, Riley Green, Nikolas Kako, Topi Ronin, Gleb Tarisikov, uh, David Goyette, Lane Hudson, Adam Soroika, uh, Philip uh, Nordberg, and Callie Odulius were selected in the second round. Going to the third round, we had Gavin Hayes, Miko Metallica, Ty, uh, Ty Nelson, who fell from expected to be a first-round pick, went down to third. And we had Devin Kaplan, Alexander Sulutislev, Alexander Perevilov, uh, uh, Oscar Pedersen, uh, Alexander uh, Kaskamaki, um, Victor Nechev, Vincent Royer, uh, Michael Fisher, Daniel Zekelin, Quinn Finley, Jordan Gustafson, Elias Pettersson, a defenseman from Sweden, um, Samuel Savoy, Adam Ingram, 
George Figaris, Casper Kulamanami, uh, Ludwig Persson, Lucas Edmonds, Thomas Hamara, Michael Bingager, Michael Millen, uh, or Michael Milleny, uh, Aiden Thompson, Ben, ben McDonald, Adam Engstrom, Mererick Alsher, Jeremy Leloigas, uh, Nicholas Moldenhauer, Jordan Dumas, and Bryce Con- McConnell Barker. We're going to go over the fourth round as a bonus uh, bonus thing to end off this episode of the NHL draft and the, the uh, NHL free agency period. We're going to go to the fourth round where this, the Islanders selected Isaiah George, the Jets selected Garrett Brown, Tyson, the Kraken selected Tyson Jagnoth from West Kelowna of the BCHL. The Carolina Hurricanes selected uh, defenseman from Oribo, Sweden. Simon Forsmark. The Devils selected Tyler Brennan. The LA Kings selected Kenny uh, Kenny Connors. The Ottawa Senators selected Stephen Halliday. Um, the Red Wings selected forward uh, Anton Janssen. Matt Slingren, Ben King. Mason Belpit, Kirill Dzenkov, uh, Daniil Orlov, Noah Laba, Damon Gardner, Amadis Lombardi, Cole O'Hara, Gavin White, Angus Booth, Cole Spicer, Sergei Murashov, Dan Lemiasis, Arseny Kormoslav, Ryan Healy, Dennis Hillaby, Tucker Robinson, Cruz Lucius, uh, Ludwig Janssen, Charles Letty, Cedric Guiden, Cameron Whitehead, and Maximilian Kiplin, or Kiplinen. Now, that is the fourth round. I am going to end the podcast here, but that is where we're going to end. The fourth round was where we covered, and that was the final thing. Again, congratulations to all the players who had been traded, all the players that were signed, had extensions, found new homes. Congratulations to you guys and enjoy your new home. Enjoy your fantastic futures with your new teams. I'm excited to watch all these players and all these prospects bloom in the next few seasons. So let's get straight into it. Thank you for thank you for listening. Thank you for paying attention and learning more about what happened in the trade the trades before the draft, the signings, and the NHL draft. So thank you very much for listening. If you, again, we will not be posting anything else on Instagram. So please go follow us on our other account. And also try to check out both of our, actually we have two pages now. I wanted to, before we end it, I want to point out two new pages that we have coming up. So this flag in the video or in the podcast is going to be about our new social medias. So we do have an NHL sport sports page on Twitter. It's going to be the NHL Sports Daily. Um, yeah, the NHL Sports uh, NHL News Daily two two four seven. You can go ahead and you will find all your AHL and NHL news in there. You'll also find your main all your sports on Sports NW or Sports News two nine eight. And if you want to find all your MLB news, go to MLB News Daily twenty four. Those three pages are going to be available for you. I will mark them all in the bio in our Instagram. So please go check them out. Please go drop a follow if you want to make sure to keep up to date with all your favorite news and sports and highlights and everything. Make sure to go check out my Twitters or those to our Twitters, I should say. Our Twitters and you'll find all of your favorite news there. Thank you for listening everybody. Have a pleasant day. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Thanks for listening and goodbye.